Being a leader and having influence often involves taking face-saving measures in order to give the appearance of strength. The pressure of trying to appear flawless or even infallible is huge and exhausting. Being in the leadership role comes with power and influence. But what is often not talked about is how emotionally vulnerable leaders are. This is particularly true in Africa, where many people are afraid of admitting that they're sick, tired, or scared, as all of these are seen as a sign of weakness. The higher they rise, potentially, the longer the fall. And that creates a lot of insecurity. As a friend and fellow leader pointed out to me, very few leaders feel comfortable opening up about the personal challenges of leadership. So few of us are prepared to accept our human frailty. We often say that we're okay when we're not. The advent of various social media platforms has created an additional pressure to be seen to be happy and successful. I had a conversation with other leaders about just how ugly things can get behind the scenes. Faced with my own struggles of vulnerability, I reached out to other leaders whom I know in the African diaspora and asked them three questions. What does power, inner strength and external influence mean to them? Secondly, what does it mean to be vulnerable? And thirdly, when do they allow themselves to be vulnerable? Without exception in one way or another, everyone I asked said that power was having control and vulnerability was losing it. A friend of mine, I'll call him Paul, confessed to me that he was struggling. He was a very successful business person earning millions of South African rands per year. And one day that was all gone. He had to sell four properties on his luxury car in order to pay his employee salaries. He told me he knows four executives that had, that had committed suicide that past year alone over personal struggles. He grew up poor and knew all too well what it means to have no money, a place he felt confident he would never return to again. And yet he finds himself anxiously facing that possibility once more. Another friend of mine, I'll call her Angela, was a successful international journalist who returned to her home country in Africa to make a difference. The toxic political environment in her country overwhelmed her and she had to reevaluate how to use her writing skills for the good of her own community, make ends meet, and take care of her extended family. Both Paul and Angela told me that although they were struggling, they had relied on their Christian faith. They had trusted that all would be well despite their prevailing circumstances. They had talked about authenticity being the essence of vulnerability. Stripped of everything that once defined them, they now have a new outlook on life. Paul now wants his legacy to be that when he dies, people will tell his children how kind and considerate he was. Angela's true identity is as a communicator who bridges the societal divisions 
a sister, daughter, and a Christian. In her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, vulnerability research expert, Dr. Brene Brown, says that she has found that perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It is a shield. It is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking that it will protect us when in fact, it is a thing that really prevents us from blight. Robert G. Ingersoll, describing the US President Abraham Lincoln once said, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test the man's character, give him power. For me, power, however illusory, means having options and having control over them. For me, vulnerability means not being able to determine my future. When do I allow myself to be vulnerable? When I go to the gym barefaced? For the rest of the time, my makeup hides the battle scars of standing up for what I believe in, of being an introvert in a very public space, and of being told who and what I am by people only interested in headlines. And yet, as leaders, we put ourselves out there because we want to be seen, we want to be heard, and we want to be counted. As Angela says, our contradictions are who we are. Leaders are encouraged to have thick skin, but even thick-skinned people have a soul. Hi, my name is Linda Kasande. I am the author of Women, Resilience, and the Will to Lead. My book is a memoir about my experiences as a woman leader on the national stage in Zambia during a time in which our country was going through a period of democratic decline and increased authoritarianism. It's a story not only about me, but of the history of our country during that period from 2011 to 2021, and the role that myself and other civil society actors played in trying to push back on the shrinking civic space and the declining democratic space in our country. I wrote my memoir to process, well, firstly for me, I wanted to process the experiences that I'd had over the previous sort of seven to 10 years which for me were life-changing in so, so many ways. And it also is a call to arms for many women to come forward and be leaders, to lead, to be at the helm of organizations and to take their rightful seats at tables, to not only express their experiences, but also the diversity of thought that comes from the diversity of humanity. I talk about the fact that women so often are relegated to a supporting role when they too can play a leading role in whatever endeavor they choose. It's also a story about our history. And so often we never hear the stories by women leaders who did in historic events. I, for one, don't know the stories of many independence, freedom fighters, women freedom fighters from the independence struggle. 
And I think it's important for everybody who can do it to tell their own story, not through somebody else's lens, but just as they saw it and experienced it. I have to say my writing process was pretty much um, unstructured, if you like. I had made various speeches during the most important times uh, that I talk about in my book, which I kept over the years. I had written articles, thought leadership pieces, and if you like, I framed them around the story of Zambia between 2011 to 2021. I also talk a little bit about my childhood because as I say in the first chapter, it matters how it starts. Your foundation is you know, the basis upon which you build your life. And without a firm foundation, you won't be able to withstand the pressures of life. As, you know, as they say in the Bible, the foolish man built his house upon the sand and the wise man built his house upon the rock. And I think that's absolutely true. It's not so much how it ends, but how it begins. At the beginning of my book, I dedicate my book to my family, my mother, my sister, and my brother and his children, who at the end of the day are the most important thing. God first, family, then country. I want my reader to be engaged in my book, even for those people who are not Zambian, to really be able to visualize what was going on at the time. One of my favorite biographies or autobiographies is The Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela. It is so beautifully written. You can literally see and you know envision everything that he's narrating in his book. I also love the way Jane Austen writes because she also brings such imagery to her, her work that you can also, it's almost cinematic in nature when you're, when you're reading it. And I hope I managed to capture a little bit of that in my book somewhat. I think this is the right time to demonstrate vulnerability as a leader because I have been inspired by other leaders before me who have shown vulnerability and strength. And that showing vulnerability can be a strength. I think, for example, of Michelle Obama. I've read her book, Becoming and the Light We Carry. And she exemplifies for me a powerful woman at the highest level who's still able to reveal so much of what she has experienced and felt along her journey, not only in the White House, but beyond. And I felt that was really empowering. I'm also inspired by world leaders such as Jacinda Ardern, who for me allowed me to speak about my journey with burnout, which is something that we just generally don't talk about as Africans. You know, it, I mean, burnout is essentially a stress-induced state, a form of mental health issue. And so those are also things that we don't talk about enough as, a, as an African continent and specifically as Zambians. And I wanted to tell people that it was okay to do so and that you can teach people from, from your experiences. I think without exception, everybody has told me how readable it is in the sense that they sat down and couldn't put it down and that they, you know, they just wanted to get, get through it. You know, they, they, they couldn't put the book down. That, that for me was, was very encouraging. I felt, well, wow, you know, maybe I did something right after all. I want the reader to learn that everybody has a story worth telling and that they must tell it because there's a dearth of literature by African women in particular and Africans generally 
not just autobiographies, but in particular Zambia, we have a we have a dearth of of, of fiction. That kind of literature is not very common. Although I'm very encouraged to see young writers or upcoming writers such as Mubanga Kalima Mukwento, and writers such as Natasha Amokodion and Kaludo Banda. And there's so many upcoming writers. I mean, also in the diaspora, we've had Namwali Serpo. So the future is definitely bright. And I think what doing something like writing a book shows other people is that it's possible for them to do it as well. And we must do it. There's no excuse nowadays. There's self-publishing. I self-published even if you can't get a publisher. So I would encourage as many people who can to write their stories. They say everybody has a book in them. My book is available at Bookworlds, a free delivery, and on Amazon in paperback and in Kindle. My name is Linda Kasonde. This was Lemba, the Africana Authors Space. <laughs>